Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Good morning. Hello, hello. My name is Jeannie, uh, and uh, as Brandon said, I have the privilege of being one of the founding lead pastors here at Soul City. Uh, And to those of you that are here in the room, glad you're here. To those of you worshiping with us online, it's good to be together. And as Brandon mentioned, uh, we are kicking off a brand new series today called I Didn't See That Coming. And a few weeks ago, uh, our family had one of those didn't see it coming moments, right? You know what a didn't see it coming moment feels like, right? We, we had one of these. Uh, we, we spent a few days in California for spring break. And uh, uh, according to Brandon's question, you know, do you, do you like roller coasters? Our family is a roller coaster family, okay? We love, love Love roller coasters. Uh, so between Disneyland and Universal Studios, uh, we, we, of course, were looking for the most thrilling ride. And in uh, our family, they like only appreciate rides like It's a Small World or The Jungle Cruise, like for nostalgia, right? Like that, that's not our speed, right? We are looking for the twists, the turns, and being inches away from throwing up, right? That's, that's our mode as a family. And, and it's a blast. And, uh, you know, what, what ended up being one of our favorite rides was actually at Universal Studios. And it was a ride based on the movie, The Mummy, okay? Now, the, the movie, yeah, the, these people loved it, right? Look how happy they are. Uh, the, the movie was so-so, but the ride, the ride was fabulous. Uh, and perhaps the most memorable part of this ride uh, is that halfway through the ride, we're, we're in this car, right? Just like these fine people here. And, and the car halted in front of this huge screen. And suddenly, thousands and thousands of fake bugs and beetles started crawling across the screen. Those of you that have ridden this ride, you know this moment, right? It is total terror. But here's the best part of the ride. Somehow the creators of the ride actually figured out, I have no idea how they did this, but they figured out how to blow puffs of air underneath the seats. So it simulated the feeling that bugs were crawling all the way up our legs. Literally. I mean, people are screaming. People are crying. Someone gave their life to Jesus, right? I mean, in that very moment, it was, I mean, it was awesome and it was awful all at the same moment. And of course, when we got off the ride, the fake bugs were all anyone could talk about because no one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. And while we loved the unexpected surprise on the ride, I think most people, when it comes to the unforeseen, when it comes to the unanticipated twists and turns of life, it's all good on a roller coaster, right? But no one likes it when it's their real life. When they find themselves in a real life situation and they find themselves saying, I did not see that coming. I just, I didn't see that coming. And it's the moments we don't see coming that make our relationship with change 
so challenging. But I actually believe it's not change that's hard for people. It's navigating through change. It's navigating through the change because that's where we experience the struggle. Because changes happen every day, right? I mean, you think about how many changes happen in your day. You change what you wear. You change what you eat. You change what podcasts you listen to. You change what music you listen to. We change whether we like Chicago or not based on the weather. This last week, we all fell in love. We all fell in love with our city, and now we're figuring out this morning how to break up with it, right? (laughs) You make changes. You make changes that are not hard every day. I don't think our problem is actually with change. It's the space in between. It's the space in between what was and what will be. And it's that messy middle known as transition. That's that's what's hard. And if you're in the middle, you know this. You know this. Maybe it's with a job. Right? You feel yourself in between. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe you're trying to figure out what's next. I have a friend that just transitioned. He was in a role for 10 years, just left his role, and he's literally in a season of life where he's going, I don't know what's next. The messy middle. And you know why it's called the messy middle? It's messy. It is messy because when you are in the middle of a transition, all you want to do is you want to grasp for something that feels safe, something that feels secure. And we struggle in the middle because the middle requires letting go. And most people, they're not too fond of letting go because letting go always reveals where we have resistance. And while navigating the transitions you choose is easier than the ones you didn't choose, you and I will find ourselves in many transitions throughout our lives. And I wonder today, what do you do when transitions come to you? What do you do? What do you do when you are in the middle of a transition, when the transition is at your doorstep? When a transition chooses you that you didn't choose, what do you do when transitions come to you? And how you navigate through life's transitions is where some of the greatest transformation will occur. It's some of the greatest transformation in your life because a transition is just simply the process of letting go of the way things used to be, to take hold of the way things will be. That's, that's really all a transition is. It's letting go of what was to take hold of what will be. And now, when I say it, when I say it up here, it sounds really simple, right? It sounds really simple, but I have found that this is the place. This is almost like at the top of the list of places where people get stuck and where they struggle spiritually. Letting go of what was. Because when we have to let go of what was, there's a releasing. There's a saying goodbye. 
there, there's all the doubt. Like, is, is this right? Is this wrong? Should I do it? Should I not do it? There's the fear, right? There's that loosening of that tight grip that you have on your life, realizing you are actually not in control. And ultimately, it's surrender. And that's the space of trust. The vulnerable space when we are in the middle of a transition and God invites us to trust. And it's in that space where God does some of the most profound transformation in our lives. And here's the thing. You will do that process over and over and over and over and over again throughout your life. And I know that I am not even five minutes into this message and some of you are here right now and you are in a transition. And it feels so raw. And it feels so real. And I want to remind you, it's where God produces some of his greatest work in your life. God is at work in the transition. But his invitation is always to trust him. It's always to trust God when we are in transition. So today, I want to invite us to, to look at two verses. So there's a Bible. Uh, it's, it's in front of you. You can grab it. You're going to turn to the book of Proverbs. Uh, those of you that are with us online, you can actually open up another tab. It's found on page 512. And, you know, these two verses that we're going to look at today, uh, many years ago, I committed these verses to memory, and that's not like some kind of pastor Bible flex uh, here this morning. Uh, it's just that I found that whenever I navigate seasons of transition, these verses, they have been like a roadmap to me, that they have been like a guide as I discern my way through the messy middle. And these two verses are often the verses that whenever I am coaching or counseling somebody or walking with somebody through a season, these are the verses that I often share with them. And so we're going to put it up on the screen and and I'll actually read the passage to you and we'll take a, a look at it. It says this, trust in the Lord with an extra small portion of your heart, especially when figuring out what to do. Now, when God doesn't answer your prayers in less than 24 hours, just just do whatever makes sense to you. Lean on your own understanding and do whatever, just whatever gives you relief. And, And here's the thing, hope for the best that it'll all work out. And if it doesn't, just blame God. That passage is found in 1 Complainers 3, 5 through 6. Now, you have your Bible open, don't you? Is that what the verse says? It does not. But this is how so many of us walk through transitions. And you know why I was able to write the fake Bible verse? Because I've lived the fake Bible verse, right? I've been there. I have done this. And when we are in transition, it is tempting to only hand over a very small portion of our hearts to God. On Friday morning, literally 48 hours ago, Jarrett and I were sitting in 
our kitchen. We were having coffee. We were having a wonderful conversation. We were dreaming and talking about the future and and the transition seasons that we see upon us with our kids. And, And then we got to talking about our finances. And we were looking at the reality that college is coming very, very soon for our kids. And then we looked at what we have diligently saved. And we looked at what the colleges that our kids are interested in, what they cost. And you know what I started to feel? I started to feel anxious. I started to feel stressed. I started to feel scared. I started to trust on my own understanding of the situation. And I think that's what many of us do. When we see a transition coming or we just find ourselves in the middle of one that we would have never chosen, often the reason I think we're hesitant to place our trust in God is we wonder if God actually has something to do with us being in that transition. So we're actually reluctant to surrender. We kind of like, you know, hold our arms a little bit to God. Like, you know, I'm not so sure because I think you could have done something about this situation. And so we lean on our own understanding. And we put together our own self-directed plan and we hope for the best. But in seasons of transition, God gives us a better way. God gives us a better way. And so I want to look at the real Bible verse. And I actually want to have us read it together. So we're going to put it up here on the screen. Let's read it together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So so Proverbs says, here's where it starts. It starts with trust. It starts with trust. It always starts with trust. When you are in a moment that you didn't see coming, it starts with trust. Last week, Jared walked us through all the ways God has proven his trust and why he is worthy of trust. But just because God proves his trust and is worthy of trust does not mean we always choose to trust. And in the same way that trust needs to be earned, it also has to be given. We have to make a choice to trust God. And in transition seasons, when we are uncomfortable, when we are in that messy middle, it is really tempting to put our trust, really tempting to put our trust in the quickest and the easiest thing in front of us. And the problem is that many of us, we just go looking for the first thing that's going to offer us relief. And that's usually what starts to create this struggle, this struggle between trusting and not trusting. The struggle of the very thing that God is inviting us to do, to surrender. You see, trust is always an act of surrender. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's an invitation to surrender. And even though it is so counterintuitive, in moments of transition, we have to remind ourselves that surrender is always better than the struggle. 
Surrender is always better than the struggle. Surrender is always better than our own self-reliance. Surrendering to God is always better than, than doing it on your own. Because struggle keeps you in control. Struggle has you coming up with all the solutions. Struggle only allows you to see your version of the transition that you're in. And sometimes the greatest strength is found when we let go of the struggle through the release of surrender. And here's the thing. God is not looking for partial surrender. The passage says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart, right? In all your ways, submit to him. The problem is that many of us, I think we've forgotten what all means, And if you've forgotten, let me remind you. Anyone? What does all mean? Oh, I guess you have forgotten. (laughs) For anyone that has forgotten, what does all mean? Everything. It means all, right? All of you. All of your desires. All of your hopes. All of your fears. All of your plans. God is looking for all of your trust. That's surrender. And in seasons of transition... Many of us were so reluctant to surrender because we just, we can't see what's coming next. And perhaps the most freeing part of this passage is the reminder to lean on God's understanding instead of your own because you don't have to know what's next. Leaning on God's understanding is surrendering to the truth that God knows what's next. God knows when you're in a season of transition. God knows your past, your present, your future. And the question is, will you partner in trusting him with what's next? And and I know in my life, this is almost always where I get myself stuck. And I get myself stuck in the struggle. Because I lean on my own understanding. I lean on my own understanding. And oftentimes I even make it look pretty good and pretty spiritual. I lean on maybe my own competency, my own experience, sometimes my own pride. And I let my view of the situation dictate how to move forward. And I I don't know what, what struggle looks like for you, but for me, it often looks like making all kinds of fancy lists, consulting lots of of people, getting all my opinions, my ducks in a row, doing my research. And here's the thing, none of that, none of that is inherently bad, friends. The Bible says a ton about having a good and solid plan. The Bible says a ton about seeking wise counsel. That's what the whole book of Proverbs is actually about. But surrender, surrender does not mean that we we just give up and sit by until the transition is over. Surrender means that we lay it down. We lay all of it down. And when I do those things as a means to get out of surrender, they only end up creating more struggle. Surrender's that active partnership with God 
when we offer all our trust to all of God's understanding. And then here's the promise. That's when he makes our path straight. All of your trust, in addition to all of God's understanding of the transition that you're in, that's when you experience the straight path. All of your trust with God's understanding, the promise is a straight path. And a straight path with God, what that means is it's about clear direction and purposeful destination. And I think we think that what it means is that there's no more twists, there's no more turns, everything is easy, there will still be things that you didn't see coming on the path. But what makes the path straight is knowing who is on the path with you. Did you get that? What makes the path straight is knowing who's on the path with you. Because knowing who is with you is always more important than knowing where you're going. Knowing who's with you, knowing that God is in every moment of your transition, it's way more important than knowing where you're going. And while we experience countless transitions throughout our lives, not every transition is equal, is it? And knowing who is with us starts to become more important than where we are going in our transitions. And I know there are a lot of different transitions here in this room today. I know that the amount of transitions that people are navigating are all over the spectrum. I know many of you, you're in a season of new. You're in a season of new. It's a new job. You just moved to this new city. Maybe you started a new relationship or you got a new roommate. There's something new about your finances. You're about to have a new baby. You just had a, a milestone birthday, and so you're, you're in a new season of life. And when we find ourselves in a new transition, we can experience everything from being overwhelmed to overjoyed, from literal anguish to awe, from gloom to gratitude. And it is a wide range in new seasons. I had someone reach out to me this last week that, that just moved to Chicago for a new job, and they are feeling all the feels, all the anticipation, all the anxiety, and they are literally holding the reality that they are trying to find their people, and in the other hand, they're trying to figure out where to grocery shop. It's a wide range when you are in a new season, but I wonder for any of you here today that are in a new season, will you invite God into the new with you? Because new transitions are critical to our transformation. Others of you, you're in a needed transition. And a needed transition is when you know, you know something needs to shift in your life. You're the one that needs to make the change. You gotta change something in your job. You gotta change something in that relationship. You gotta change something about your health. Maybe it's, it's def a defining conversation that you know needs to happen and you are keenly aware that on the other side of that conversation, the relationship is gonna look different. 
Perhaps there's a pattern in your life and you know, you know there is a needed change. I was walking with a friend this past week as as they were discerning a potential transition in a relationship that really means a lot to them. And I watched them invite God in. And I watched them hold both the fear of how things might change and, and wading through that uncomfortable, messy middle, but I watched them do it with God. And walking with God through needed transitions, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it's pain-free, but it means that we don't have to do them alone. And needed transitions are critical. They're critical to our transformation. So there's seasons of new. There are seasons that are needed. And then the third kind of transition is when you find yourself in a not welcome transition. And I imagine, I imagine that many of us have traveled this terrain. You don't want this change. You, you wouldn't have chosen this. You wouldn't have written this into your story if you were the only one with the pen. Perhaps it was a divorce that you didn't choose, a diagnosis that you didn't see coming, a death that literally rocked your world. A betrayal from a friend or a family member and it it forever changed the dynamic of that relationship. Maybe it was being let go from a job or financial loss that, that altered the quality of how you live your life. And unfortunately, even though we all want to avoid the not welcome transitions, they're unavoidable. And I have walked through so many of these transitions myself and they are hard. They're hard. I often notice in the prayer hall that when someone comes in and they're walking through a not welcome transition, these are, these are often the ones that tend to just take our breath away. Like, God, help help. One of my very best friends is, is walking through a, a not welcome season. Her mom is battling uh, Alzheimer's. One of her longest and best friends was just diagnosed with terminal cancer. And her son has been fighting an undiagnosed illness for the past eight months. And she feels like everywhere she looks, She's in season of transition and she didn't go looking for any of them. And in so many ways, uh, as, as I've watched her navigate this not welcome season, what's been so powerful about being her friend is she knows she, she's not clear where the destination is headed, but she knows who's with her. And I've watched her lean on God Lean on God's understanding of the season that she's in. And here's the thing. The not welcome transitions, they're critical to our transformation. And unfortunately, I think that many of us, we're conditioned to believe that life is just going to follow a predictable path that honors sequence. And it always makes sense. But the truth is, is life is nonlinear, 
Transitions, they always take longer than we think or we want, but they are essential in our lives because life is actually lived in the transitions. Life is lived in the transitions. And here's the reality, change, change is inevitable. You know this. But growth, that's optional. Change is gonna happen. It's gonna happen in your life. But growth, that's optional. And while I, I know you cognitively know and I cognitively know that the way my life is is not how my life is always going to be, how you navigate through life's transitions is where some of your greatest transformation will occur. And I wonder today if you would be willing to say, God, I will trust you in the transition. I'll trust you in the transition. I will replace the struggle with surrender. I will trust that who is with me is more important than where I am going. And you know, um, it has been a minute since I have preached here at Soul City. Um, And part of the reason uh, why I asked to take some time off from preaching uh, was because we have actually uh, walked through a pretty significant season of transition. And it had the new, it had the needed, and it had the not so welcome. This past January, um, we felt prompted by God in a by faith kind of way uh, to step into fostering for the very first time. And as a family, we have chosen to be very private about that. We have not shared about that publicly in any way, and I don't believe we will continue to. But talk about a roller coaster. It's been filled with so many highs and honestly, so many lows. And that fostering relationship, it took a shift in a way that we didn't see coming. And the truth is there are still uh, parts that feel unresolved, parts where we still feel in, in that messy middle. And so often I found myself in, in the fight of asking God, like, where are we going? And God's saying, I'm with you. But what are you doing? I'm with you. But how is this all going to get resolved? I'm here, Jeannie. But why did you ask us to do this? I'm with you. And I have learned that who is with me is way more important than where I am going. And I know many of you, you are also in seasons of transition, whether it's new, needed, or not welcome. And I want to invite you to simply decide today to trust God in the transition to just trust God in the transition, to trust that he sees what you don't see. He knows what you don't know, and he is good. So to close, I just, I just wanna invite you, if you are in a season of transition, something is changing, I just wanna invite you to stand. And if that's you, I wanna pray for you today. I wanna pray for us today because I stand with you. So if you're in a new, a needed, or a not welcome season of transition, would you just stand right now? 
You know, as a church, we regularly um, pray with our hands open. And our hands open is us actually saying, God, I surrender. I surrender all. And so I invite you to open your hands as we pray. And God, each person that is standing here today, we know, we know that we can't go back to the way things were. And here we are in the middle, in a season of transition. And God, we know that you are doing something new in our lives. And today with our hands open and our hearts surrendered, we say, God, we trust you. We, we confess that we are tempted to lean on our own understanding, but God, we know that you are with us. And when you are with us, it's a reminder that you are for us. So God, as we walk through this middle, we declare today that even though we don't know where we're headed, we know that you are with us. We love you. We trust you, and we pray this in the name of Jesus.